0: Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Your Parenting Podcast I'm your host, Jeremy Bamford And welcome back or I guess I should say thank you for welcoming me back into your eardrums. I know it's been a long time. I've been on a bit of a, a hiatus. Um, I wish I could say that I'll have a regular schedule. But I'm, I think from here on out, these episodes will be sporadic. Um, in a perfect world, you know, I would have these out once a week. You know, but there are still people that believe the Earth is flat. So... We are far from perfect. Um, you know, hopefully, I'll get some feedback. You know, I'll keep it going. It was actually my uh, my mother, number one super fan of the show, had inquired about you know when I was going to do another episode. So, if this is your first one you're listening to. This is a show where we talk about parenting. I try to make it funny and entertaining. We talk about The love we have for our kids and the insanity they give in return and, you know, hobbies and interests and everything in between. Um, I got a bunch of stuff to talk about, so let's jump right in. We're going to revisit an old topic first, which is screens, but specifically video games. Um, I have a long history with games, you know, going way back to, you know, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on the old Nintendo. And you know Sonic on the Sonic the Hedgehog on the the Sega Genesis, and on into the the modern consoles and games. And many people of the uh, many people of the Boomer generation, even some people of my own generation, but many people of the Boomer generation just absolutely hates video games. You know, much the same way the corporate world hates jeans. You know, the games will rot your brain, they're a waste of time, and and you know, I've often thought about this generational gap and the different views on video games, and I think it just comes down to you know, my parents, you know, people people my generation the parents just didn't grow up with them. You know, instead they had the Beatles and the Zodiac Killer. And life certainly had its hardships in the sixties and seventies, but it was nowhere near as complicated and connected as it is now. You know, maybe their pursuits were were different enough from video games that when this new and strange digital world came around it just seemed so alien compared to their four TV channels. You know, But every generation talks about the shitheads that are the next generation. Uh, I'm not going to go into the whole history of video games. You know, there, are, there are podcasts, I'm sure, that delve into that. You can go listen to them at your leisure. After you've listened to my show. But, I mean, as it stands now, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, especially with the rise of mobile games. Niantic, the company that made Pokemon Go, made over a billion dollars in 2020. Now, I have to admit that I've now become a casual gamer. Um, I used to spend you know hours a day with video games as a kid. And, you know, some people had drugs. I had Halo. You know, and I'm old enough now to remember the stigma attached to being a video gamer. Now it's all cool, the mainstream, and back then, you know, you were a nerd. You know, and I didn't give a fuck. You know, I I couldn't get a girlfriend anyway. Ah, I got my agua. But some of my best memories, you know, sitting with two or three friends playing Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64 or Goldeneye, the James Bond Goldeneye game. I mean, that game will, will ruin some friendships. Uh, but I can still close my eyes and run through most of the levels on that game. You know, we played it so much. And that's why, you know, when we introduced our kids, because they were eventually going to get exposed to video games one way or the other. I mean, we're not Amish. Um, we started them old school. You know, they have a, a Super Nintendo... Uh, We got one of those little fancy, like, mini ones that has, you know, 30 or so games already installed on it. Good ones, too. But we got them that, and they have a Nintendo 64, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. And, you know, of course, they have the the Switch and the Xbox and the PlayStation. But um, they can, I mean, I can look at the awful graphics of the N64 compared to today's games, yeah, it's just the difference is incredible. Um,
1: I mean, it doesn't even matter to the
0: kids; they don't even notice it. Like to them, that's just how certain games look. They just have fun playing it, and I almost wish that I can, you know, relive it. All right, sorry, we had a very technical difficulty with a phone call. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, the. Uh, yeah, the graphics that were, you know, so incredible now, you know, and so terrible back then. I mean, the kids don't even, it doesn't bother them at all. Um, you know, like Minecraft. You know, that's like one of the worst looking games I've ever seen. And they just, they love it. <laughs> and, you know, now I've become so busy. You know, I've been dragged kicking and screaming into casual gamer town. You know, where this gamer status is full of familial interrup- interruptions, laundry, and exhaustion. I mean, most of my gaming now is limited to games on my phone. And even then, there's some I haven't touched in weeks. I mean, it's mostly Pokemon Go, which Grayson got me hooked on. Uh, there's a Mario Kart game and another game that Grayson's got me hooked on called My Singing Monsters. I mean, I used to be really into... To video games and not just the games but the whole industry, I love reading I, I used to get all the the game magazines and I would read all the reviews and previews and just read about you know, interviews with people in the industry. you know I watched you know videos back in the early infancy of YouTube you know about you know, game developments and you know and this was it was mostly as a hobby. You know, I never tried to work in the industry. It seems kind of miserable. <laughs> or at the very least, unstable. Uh, but I have, you know, I bought myself um, the Nintendo Switch Lite, uh, which has kind of rekindled, you know, some of my, you know, passion for gaming, just because it, I don't know, it kind of feels old school, even though some of the games have, you know, really great graphics. And I don't really let the kids touch it because they have their own system. It's kind of spoiled myself a little bit. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's still fun. It kind of keeps me in touch with my inner child, I guess. I mean, but I do get enjoyment also out of you know, watching the kids have fun with it, and so, and they're pretty good at figuring the games out. I mean, going back to Minecraft, I mean that game is is pretty complex. Um, as far as um, the gameplay parts of it I mean I've I've tried to understand it and I mean I guess there's like a thing in there called the crafting table and you can have all these different recipes to make things you can build whatever you want and all these different effects and the kids have tried to explain it to me and I've never felt more ancient than like that look of, of frustration they get when I don't get <laughs> what the fuck they're talking about yeah, it's like, yeah, daddy, it's easy, just try it. And it's like, my little square guy is just running in a circle. You know, swinging his little rectangular arm, you know, at a at a creeper. Um, you know, they also have no problem wiping the floor with me in Super Smash Brothers. But, recently I did get on a good run where I was undefeated for a little while using Kirby. Usually that little pink binge eater doesn't let me down. But then Logan, my precocious little six-year-old, he started using Bowser. And Bowser has this move that you can't fucking counter where he grabs you and jumps up and belly flops down on your head, and it's bullshit. Or Logan will use Sonic the Hedgehog, and he has this, this spin dash move that's also it seems to be pretty unblockable. You know, and he's... You know, laughing hysterically while well, I'm trying not to you know, drop a heavy load of F-bombs all over this fucking house. I mean, even Isaiah loves, loves video games now. and he, he plays a few games on the Switch. Um, it started off on the tablet with this game called Red Ball 4. That was one of the first games he really fell in love with. And it's just... It sounds simple. I mean, you just roll this ball around. It's got a face on it. And there's some some simple story with it but it has a lot of these these semi-complex physics puzzles that he just blazes through it's like you have to go down the ramp to hit this little switch to cause something else to fall so you can roll through the other part of it and he just he just runs through it you know with the same confidence he uses when he walks up and hands me a booger and then when he loses the level he'll just say I lost daddy help me and then I try my best to not fuck it up or he plays Mario Maker 2. And if you've never played this game, it's amazing. It's just... You can take... Because Mario's had all these different styles. You know, going back to the old Nintendo, you know, then the Super Nintendo, Super Mario World, you know, Mario 64. You can make your own Mario levels. And the amount of depth and complexity you can put in these levels is just absolutely amazing. I mean, you can do everything from sound effects to music to... The enemies that you put, and Isaiah's figured this out, where he can make his own little levels that I can't beat. I'm gonna be thirty fucking nine this year. And I'm getting out video games by my three year old. And he just He loves it. He just he I don't know, maybe it's because also like they grew up with it. Like they didn't have a part of their lives where video games weren't around. Um, and you know like everything else we try to have moderation you know with the games and screens you know same reason I don't let them eat candy for breakfast which of course makes me a a tyrant speaking of candy a little while back because it's been a few months since i've recorded a little while back logan got an m&m stuck in his nose and by I got an M&M stuck, I mean he shoved the fucking M&M up his nose, a green one. And I was in the bathroom, helping Isaiah, who had shit himself. And he comes walking in, looking upset, saying, Daddy, I need nose medicine. And at first, because he gets allergies real bad, to the point where he has to see a doctor about it. And I thought at first, yeah, he was having a runny nose or itchy nose. And then he just kind of had this look of panic... And after some some questioning, <laughs> I discovered that you know he got curious when he had the M&Ms that I had given him. I guess this all rounds out to be my fault. But he just decided, you know, hey, it's about the size of a nostril. You know, let's see what happens. And then, you know, we, we look back with a flashlight. We can kind of see it. I'm trying to get in there with a Q-tip, and it just made his nose bleed, and he's freaking out. You know, I took him to the uh, the ER that's close by, you know which is a freestanding ER. It's not you know part of a hospital, and they were great there, but they they're just not equipped for that and because his breathing wasn't obstructed, and other than you know his his distress of you know shoving candy in his nose, he wasn't really any real danger, and they said that they can't see it, but it might still be in there. You know, we're going to have you follow up with an ENT doctor, his ear, nose, and throat, um, to have a scope put up there. And then, but they, of course, couldn't see him until the following day. And, you know, we had to just like, and they said, monitor him at night. It's like, oh, with all the fucking equipment I have in my house. And then the whole way home from the ER, you know, much like somebody with a hangover. Logan was like, "I'm never eating M&Ms again, never ever." And of course, he's probably eaten a pound of them since then. But uh, you yeah, Cindy and I had him sleeping between us and our bed just because, you know, I was afraid he would you know start choking on it or something. You know, the ENT office was an hour away, and then all the setup and all this paperwork, and then they do the scope just to discover that the M&M was gone. It had been crushed i guess by all of our efforts and he had eventually just kind of swallowed it um he did not care for the scope Um, the staff there discovered you know just how strong my little six-year-old is it took three people to hold him down but afterwards they gave him this little bear that he was just that little bear was his best friend this is like a little stuffed teddy bear you know about as long as your hand and he was just he gets so emotional. He's like, my most emotional child. And I mean this, you know, in every positive way. And he just like attaches his own emotions onto things and that bear was his best friend. And now it's in, you know, the big net they have in their room attached to the ceiling with all the other plushies. But it was just that was what was making him feel better. It was just having his little bear friend there in the seat. You know, I stopped I think on the way home and got him, you know, a happy meal or something. But he uh, came through it okay. Um, so what else is going on? I know we took advantage of the Florida winter. So anybody who's listening that's not in Florida, Florida has amazing winters. You know, there's no blizzards, there's no you know, snow, no icy conditions. And then most of the locals know, but a few tourists know about how awesome... Florida's beaches are in the winter Now granted There's going to be a lot of things That are seasonal that will be closed But there's still going to be restaurants You know things like that Sometimes you'll find entertaining things to do Um, But you know where I live There's a beach called Cocoa Beach This is a straight shot down one road You know about an hour Um, But we've also gone to you know other beaches a beach called Madeira Beach That was a little further away You know, but I mean, the beaches are mostly deserted. You got plenty of space. It's still cool enough outside where the kids can run around and play in the sand. And the water's too cold. You know, sometimes you can find a hotel with a heated pool. Um, The one time we went to, um, I think it was Madeira Beach. But... uh, we went and the weather was great. You know there are people you know still surfing because like when you're into surfing you're in for it you know year round. And I remember that time Logan had a loose tooth. And he was he was mad at his tooth and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen because he was so worried he wouldn't get any money from the tooth fairy if he lost it at the beach. So it was so funny to see him pouting around going from one place to the other because he was he was too afraid to play on the beach because he was mad at his tooth. Which was funny because he ended up losing it at the playground anyway. It just flew out of his face, and you know, so we had to give you know the tooth fairy an IOU. Um, I know we didn't bring Toby to that one. There was another beach trip that we had in the winter that we decided to bring the dog. We found a um, a hotel that was pet friendly, and uh, the dog it did not go well. The dog already can't handle car rides. He just—he throws up. He gets carsick. We've done it with the cage, without the cage, where he can look out the windows. So he doesn't even try to look out the window. As soon as you get him in the car, he starts getting that vomit drool. And then, uh, but he'll fucking fool you. It's like he knows you'll be, you know, two minutes away from your destination, and then he'll start. You know, you hear that uh, 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 noise in the back, and he pukes up a fucking pile. Now, he did fine on the actual beach. You know, ran around in the sand and tried to... I mean, we had to keep him on a leash, of course. But, you know, he loved that part. But the hotel didn't handle that at all. Um, he just... You know, of course, any time you go near him, he would just pee on the floor. Which reminds me, there was this one... I think this happened after the last episode I recorded. Me and this dog... Had, had a moment, it almost ended with him getting thrown out of the fucking house. We were spending the day with, uh, I think we were spending the day at my mother's house. And the dog, I felt bad about the dog being in the cage all day. So I had this society, you know, I said, oh, let me come home, let me take him out for a walk. You know, that way he doesn't pee on the floor, give him some exercises and all that. And... You know, I get home and he's just already, you know, freaking out in the cage. As soon as he, he hears me, I get him out of the cage. He immediately starts peeing on the floor. So, of course, I'm like, Toby, Toby. And I'm trying to chase him and I'm chasing him around the kitchen island the whole time he's peeing. Um, you need to understand that I'm not exaggerating the amount of pee that this dog had in his body. So, like when I'm describing the stories, you know, I'm not using metaphors, I'm using fluid ounces. And I'm chasing him around the kitchen island. As he's still leaving a trail of pee, I came around one corner of it, I slip in it, you know, land on my car keys. You know, I'm like I'm so mad at the dog, I'm ready to just tear him in half with my bare hands. You know, he wanders back over to his cage and he sits down and he he's still peeing. Just so you know, he's still peeing. Now if you've ever seen a dog cage it has that little tray on the bottom it almost looks like a lunch tray you would see in a cafeteria it has a little lip that comes up on the sides of it and he's sitting in there panting and he's having these long breaths and every time he breathes out a stream of pee comes out he's peeing now so much in the cage that as he moves it's splashing over the side of that tray So then of course you know he's still I'm, I, it's, it's blowing my mind. Like, it's it's physically impossible for this dog to have this much pee. And then finally, I had to go over and grab him by the collar, drag him over to the bath, because now he's he's completely soaked in his own pee, give him a bath, which nobody liked, you know, leave him locked in the bathroom while I went and cleaned up the kitchen and all the other pee. And that was uh, how we potty trained the fucking dog. Because now... You know, other than his excitable bladder, which the vet says can clear up in one to two fucking years. You know, he doesn't pee in the house anymore. Um, now he just you know chews up toys and eats crayons, which I discover when I see colored chunks in his fucking turds. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, anyway, so yeah, Florida beaches. Is- you know, if you get the chance to go in the winter, I recommend it. Usually you can get, like, really nice resorts for cheap. Um, especially, you know, Florida residents sometimes can get um, discounts. But, uh, you know, speaking of traveling, uh, recently Cynthia and Isaiah went to Chile for 11 days to see her grandfather for his 80th birthday. He's getting, you know, a little too old to travel. You know, it sucks that we didn't all get to go. Um, but the last time... Isaiah went to Chile, he was still inside Cynthia's belly um so we had to, you know, get him a passport which, you know, getting a three-year-old to sit still for a picture was just as fun as you can imagine um and you know, at first I, I just didn't want her to take him just because that only did I not want to be away from him for that long um But they just, you know, with in Chile, when you travel from out of the country into Chile, you have to quarantine for 10 days. So, like, almost the whole trip, he would be stuck in a house anyway. But, I mean, there's also a lot of protesting and political unrest, as well as cartel activity, which had me actively fucking concerned. But everybody, you know, came back safe with lots of of chocolate. Um, It was weird being the only adult around for so long. It was just me and Logan and Grayson. You know, so I couldn't say go ask your mother for anything. I mean they were really good, you know, they, they had school. You know, they had spring break for the first few days of it and then they went back to school. Yeah, you know, they're in the, the face-to-face school now that they started back in January. Um, and they've been they've been doing so good. You know, I'm so proud of these kids. You know, Logan is his attention span has gotten much better. You know, he's told me before, it's like, I know sometimes it's hard to listen, but I'm trying to be a good boy. And it just, you know, melts your heart. Um, They're able to, you know, see their friends. um, Because thankfully the school district is still very low on COVID cases. They're very strict about the mask wearing. You know, every teacher has a box of the disposable masks in their classroom just in case. Uh, But just like almost every other kid, you know, I ask them how their day was at school. They seem to have no memory of what they did or what they ate. How was school? I don't know. I mean, I was the same way, I was sure. but I mean, with me, I I hated school. You know, middle school, I hated it, but especially high school, every second of it. I couldn't wait for the end of every day. I would try to put anything school out of my head to forget. You know, the kids, they like school. But it's just, they get, you know, once they're out of school, they're in play mode. And they just uh, want to go home and toss their toys around. Because they have that other thing that kids have that, where they don't really have any regard for their stuff. (laughs) Maybe because they didn't buy it. So I had to kind of tell them, I was like, you gotta take care of your toys. They come to me once a week with a toy they like that's broken. I mean, even the Nintendo switch there is not mine.' You're seeing a lot of wear and tear. Um, but yeah, they you know they did good. everybody came back safe. you know thankfully for the you know the video chat. and I got to see everybody. Um, just recently we celebrated Grayson and Cynthia's birthday, April 3rd and fourth respectively. And uh, Grayson got to have a real party this year. He was so excited. Um, we set it up at, you know, there's a local park that we like to go to. You know, it's very clean. It's, you know, closed in with a fence. Lots of stuff to do. He invited his whole class to the park. Um, you know, about four kids showed up, which is about what you expect. You know, you just kind of shotgun the invitations out and hope for the best. You know, and the park was kind of like an open party with like a more... Intimate gathering, you know, back at the house later. You know, for his birthday breakfast, he asked for my famous scrambled eggs. He wanted pancakes and bacon. Let me give you a little bacon hack for those of you that don't know it already. I was late to discover this. Um, I cook bacon in the oven now. Every time, and I will for the rest of my life. No more bacon in a pan ever. You get yourself a, a big cookie sheet, a big baking sheet, whatever they call it. You cover it with parchment paper, you can get it at any store. I like to take the whole pack of bacon and I cut it in half. You take those scissors that come with a knife set that you barely use, the meat shears, it just shears right through the bacon. Cut them in half, lay the pieces out on that parchment paper. You put them in the oven at 415 to 20 minutes depending on how crispy you like it and just keep an eye on it. It comes out fucking perfect, You know, less greasy, doesn't fill your house with smoke you still get that delicious bacon smell so that's your your you know hack for the day um but after his birthday or for his birthday dinner he wanted wendy's because they came out with this um they call the party platter or something where it's like 50 nuggets and and it's you know i know that all the that fast food is made of wet cardboard and rat knuckles but we love it plus he doesn't get that shit all the time and it was his birthday Cynthia's birthday was also fun. Um, I wanted to do a theme this year. You know, something different, something fun. You know, adults like parties, too. Uh, her favorite TV show was the Gilmore Girls. She's seen, I think there's like seven seasons. She's probably watched them all, you know, three times through. So I did, you know, Gilmore Girls theme party. There's decorations, there's banners, there's fridge magnets. And I got a special shirt for her to wear, you know, coffee mug. Um, you know, she, yeah, you know, she thought it was a blast. She loved that I hosted a trivia game, which was still a lot of fun, even though you know hardly anyone knew the show as well as her. Um, I know her sister and her mother are working their way through it, but it was it was fun. Um, we didn't do anything for Easter this year, as it landed on Cynthia's birthday. Usually, we'll do the Easter baskets filled with you know the sugary goodness. I'm not going to pretend that we're perfect, that we don't give the kids junk. I mean, they're gonna have snacks, they're gonna have candy, they're gonna have chocolate. It's just moderation. Moderation and variety. I mean, imagine a vegan Easter basket. You know, carrots and kale nuggets, alfalfa sprouts instead of that plastic grass shit. You remember when on Sesame Street the cookie monster turned into the veggie monster for a bit? Isn't that awful? Imagine him getting excited and throwing a handful of fucking quinoa in his face, like Scarface with the cocaine. Say hello to my googly friend. But he's back now. The vegans almost got him, but he's back. The other Easter tradition that we no longer do is decorating the eggs. I'll still hide the little plastic ones with, you know, chocolate or whatever in them. But just like building Lego sets and carving a goddamn pumpkin... The kids help for about four minutes And then they lose interest And I'm left doing the shit by myself You know, grumbling under my breath And nobody's paying attention to all my hard work Anyway I got my first vaccine For COVID That's right And I'm waiting for that government implanted 5G To fix a couple of wipes y- by dead spots in my house um, I was pretty rough the next day Not as bad as some but i you know had like some fatigue but yeah some people yeah, my brother included was just got so sick just vomiting up his toenails he was just so awful the next day um yeah i'm glad i got it and got the appointment for the second dose all scheduled i hope all of you do the same if you think the vaccines are evil or something please remove me from your friends list because i am too old for that kind of nonsense So let's finish this one out with another segment of things heard in my house. Um, I told Grayson he was cute one day and he replied, it's because of my freckles. Uh, Me yelling to the kids in the garage, don't mess with the dog's puke towel. Isaiah had pooped in his underwear. Isaiah, don't I tell you all the time to poop in the toilet? His reply was, it's not working. And during a haircut, Logan said, the hair is tickling my fourth head. Um, Now Logan and Grayson have a YouTube channel where they play games and yell at each other. Um, I haven't invested the time or energy in proper streaming equipment or wherewithal. So I'm going old school the same way we would bootleg VCR tapes is I just literally set my phone on a tripod and I aim it at the TV and I record whatever they're doing on TV. Sometimes they'll walk in front of it and you'll see their heads... um, so most of the videos end with a technical difficulty when they knock over the fucking phone. But they, they have fun with it. They love it. They have some classmates that look forward to it. And it's just called Grayson and Logan. So go ahead and look them up. So go ahead and smash that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. And as far as myself, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JeremyBamford00. That's the digits. Jeremy Bamford 0 Um, I'm also on Facebook. You can probably also find me near the refrigerator. Until next time, thank you for listening. Spread the word.